You are listening to Episode 5 of Daughters on Fire. We're continuing to talk about the coronavirus, COVID-19, as it is um, shutting down the world around us and causing a lot of anxiety for everyone. So we want to be mindful of the times. And I have invited Melissa with Be Well Mail back um, to specifically share today her own experience with the fallout and um, adjustment to new norms and to give us a simple strategy on how to handle our collective anxiety right now. Are you stressed, burned out, and looking for answers as you care for an aging parent? If you are, this podcast is for you. Here you will receive actionable advice from seasoned professionals, validation and compassion for the incredibly tough job you are doing, and most importantly, supportive love from a community of like-minded warriors. You're not alone. Join this powerful community as we support you on your complicated journey and help you transform into an empowered and calmer caregiver. Today, we are joined again with Mel, with Be Well Mel. And when Mel and I last met, we were kind of jumping in and talking about the symptoms of an overwhelmed, stressed out, burning out caregiver or a daughter on fire. And we kind of left off um, right when we were getting into, I think it was anxiety and some of the other symptoms. And the irony is that the world, it's, it's, what is this, March 19th. 2020 as we're recording this and literally in the time that we last met it's the time right now the coronavirus has just exploded in the world in our world it's been it's kind of been on the horizon in other parts of the the world but in our world it's exploded and our world our, our lives have been turned upside down and i know many many people listening to this even if you're not um, right in the middle of March with us right now, you you remember this. This is going to go down in history as a pivotal moment in our human species' existence because literally it's a global pandemic that is changing the way we think and operate. So all of that to say, uh, the collective anxiety is off the charts right now. And we all have experienced some disruption, business, routine, health. Um, I mean, I've never seen so much worry or stress over, you know, seasonal allergies, right? Um, I saw a meme the other day, uh, Mel, and, and it said, I used to I used to cough to cover up a fart. Now I'm farting to cover up a cough. So, <laughs> oh, so that's, that's kind of where we are right now. And finding what, uh, you know, moments to laugh um, are, are balancing out our moments of, of panic and dread. And, and some of it, you know, people think, oh, well, it's all overblown. Well, in the caregiver world, um, there's a lot of fear Whoa. around people really getting sick and, and impacting lives. Yeah. Um, and then the isolation. So there's just so much. And we aren't going to go into all this so much right now because Mel is the expert and a, an amazing guru on on how we can deal with anxiety. So Mel, take us take it away. One, share with us what's going on in your world and some amazing tips that you're going to share with us today on just how to cope with this new um, worldwide um, pandemic of anxiety Mm -hmm. with the coronavirus. Oh my gosh, Melissa. You know, the irony of it all is all I can say. (laughs) Yeah. For sure. There's definitely a lot of that happening. Um, 
I think I'll just start off and really ground myself in saying that, you know, you guys know I'm Be Well Mel and I'm a holistic nutrition coach, yoga and meditation teacher. And um, I teach my clients to powerfully show up and manage their stress, right, on and off the plate. And, um, although I'm human and get stressed out like everybody does, I don't, I don't get caught up in it and I can easily shift out of it in my regular day-to-day life, but I am not going to lie. This is a whole new level of stress for sure. So, um, as you know, before we started even getting out, kind of recording and getting rolling with the call, I I was dealing with my new norm as I like to call it. So, Um, I've already started to give myself some mantras and sayings to be able to lean on and use because those are so helpful for me and little sticky. I love to write things down on sticky notes and kind of put them all up all over the place to keep reminding myself so I can get pulled out of the spin. Um, But in my own little tiny self-centered world here today, um, I'm dealing with, you know, abruptly school closing, running a business, and then, you know, making sure we manage um, a household schedule. And um, mental health is just really, I think, the big thing that we're I'm focused on right now in our, our house and, and eating clean and just trying to, like, ease in and lean in to what's happening and not resist. So, um, yeah, just an upheaval. And then knowing that we're all interconnected, right? And we're all one human race and that we're all going through this together. And you had even brought up this whole concept of, you know, when somebody has anxiety, they also feel alone, right? They feel like nobody understands them. And right now, maybe people that have anxiety are feeling more understood because Mm -hmm. everybody, you know, not everybody, but I mean, in some way, shape or form, everybody's got a little of anxiety going on, whether it's about, you know, your family members, whether it's about your finances, whether it's about getting sick, not getting sick, getting someone else sick, like all the different things that could happen. Um, the fear loop, right, that we get on, mm-hmm. whether it's a pandemic or this is regular day-to-day life and it's super easy to get caught on that fear loop. So, Well, I'll say you brought up a good point. I mean, we're all out of our routine. And when yeah. we're in a routine, that's a comfort zone. That's where our brain likes to be. So when you're out of it, your brain is in disruption mode, and that does not feel comfortable. So nobody is in – I mean, yes. I'm hard-pressed to know anybody in my life who is sticking to a normal routine right now. Yeah. No, we. I was actually, like, really excited because in our world um, – it's spring break. And so I've just said, Hey, we're, we're going on spring break till next week. There's no way I'm going to try to adhere to some sort of major routine. Now I will say mental health, and this is a tip and a tool, be well, melt tip and tool. We are, um, adhering to getting up in the morning around the same time, but with flexibility, thankfully, there is no rush and hustle and bustle to get somewhere. So I'm very much appreciative of that. So I'm trying to be mindful and take the take time to, to have gratitude for the things that are like, okay, this is awesome. Who cares about my half an hour late? I'm just going to the kitchen, you know, or <laughs> yeah. I, I can text I can text somebody that I'm working with like you and say, hey, my schedule got pulled off and, and, and just honoring that my commitments moving forward are probably going to have to be 
pre-framed and more flexible and, and all of that. Um, so there's a, there's a gift in it, but the routine it, that we've been adhering to this week, and I think each day and each week as this kind of folds out and we're spending more time in the schedule, every day it'll, you know, we'll add a little something new. And that's kind of what I teach in my health coaching practice with food. It's like, okay, this two weeks we'll work on this and that's stuck. Okay, great. Mm -hmm. Next two weeks we'll work on this and we're just adding and adding and adding. And every time you add something in, you crowd it out. So as we add in and we start to formulate a new routine and our new norm, Melissa, Mm -hmm. we'll be able to not feel so, as my contractor said the other day, discombobulated. We're discombobulated. And I was like, oh, it's that's such a good word. And I hadn't used it in so long. And it's, it really is the word for me. So kind of going back to those mantras, like, I'm like, okay, I'm discombobulated. I'm not crazy. Mm -hmm. So playing, really playing with that. Um, no, I did overcome and conquer anxiety. I'm not being triggered and I'm not operating out of fear and anxiety. What is happening is I'm discombobulated. So just like Mm -hmm. coming back, you know, using these kind of tips and tools of like, okay, negative thought, boom, what's the positive thought and having these little mantras have been so great. So one of them is lean in. That's going to be like my new hashtag. Um, You know, lean in. We don't have a choice other than to lean into this. So what can we lean into and find these beautiful blessings and, and, even in the darkest hour, right? Mm-hmm. Even in our darkest hour, there's blessings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, grief is a dark hour that we all will go through in our lives. If we are, haven't already experienced it, we'll probably go through more grief moving forward on the other end of this in a different way. And, but even so, you know, if you go to a funeral, all the people gather, mm-hmm. right? And you're all together with your favorite people. And so they're looking at things from that perspective, I guess is what I'm saying. Not like, poly positivity sunshine and rainbows all the time that's that's not reality either right i heard uh, someone recently call that toxic positivity this is not like a denial of your 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 feelings and what's going on and what's real it's not stick your head in the sand but it is a let's find let's find balance let's acknowledge what's happening and find a way like you said to lean in so that we can persevere so that we Mm -hmm. can be uh, the dandelion and not the orchid. One of the things yeah. of the dandelion orchid orchids have to have just the perfect environment to thrive. And dandelions can grow in concrete on the interstate, right? Yes, exactly. And I always love when you use that example. It just gives me chills every time. Yes. You know, so right now so, collectively, yeah. we are learning how we can be the dandelion. I was just going to say, that's our new t-shirt. Be the dandelion. Be the be, dandelion. Be, yes. You remember, I don't know if you watched Caddyshack, be the ball. Be the ball. Be the ball. Yes. Now so we're going to be the dandelion. Be the dandelion. Be the dandelion. <laughs> so I, so I think those shirts. <laughs> yes, we're going to get them. I love them. And you know what? I think that you brought it up in the beginning. I love that you kind of cracked a little joke. Humor is another way that we can combat stress, right? Just laugh at it and not... Again, we're not negating it. We're not throwing it out, but, you know, trying to pull in some humor. Get If if you're 
on a fear loop or an anxiety loop, or I don't know, you guys have different terminology than I have. So you can chime in on that later, give it a name and a diagnosis. But it's all that. <laughs> I like no. to call it this. I like to call it the spin. Okay. So that's just yeah. like what be well now. That's it. real. So spin. This is not yeah. a clinical arena. Yeah. You know, this is, this is yeah. real and that's real. Yeah. Yeah. So the spin, when the spin is happening, good, bad, or indifferent. Right. And usually it's not great. Um, then having, some, you know, get off the thing that's spinning you. So if you've been on social media too much, or you've been talking on the phone too much, or you've been texting, like my text messages are blowing up. It's like, there's more information. It's so funny. Like, yeah, we're not going anywhere, but now there's more information coming at us from so many different avenues all day long. It's like, Mm -hmm. it's overwhelming, you know? So just being able to, to come off that loop and, and go, all right, practice the pause and switch out of it. Let's put on a humor podcast. Turn all the, the little ding, ding, dings off your phone and just boogie on out of that that whole spin because that's not going to get you anywhere good. Um, I think at this point, I'd love to kind of chime in and just give my like two cents about this and then teach a tool that can help Absolutely. get us out of the spin. Does that sound good? Absolutely. Take okay. it away. Okay, cool. Rock and roll. So basically, um, like you said, like Melissa was saying, um, a lot of change, things have been abrupt. Um, I talked about this a little bit earlier in a a class that I taught online. And um, so human beings are not wired to be okay with change. But interestingly enough, we're perfectly wired to deal with change. Perfectly wired whether that's abrupt change or sudden change or however you want to coin it or just change in general. And so there's that, right? That theory. Then there's the, um, everything's always changing. So why are we so bad with change? Right? Cause nothing ever stays the same anyway. It's, a, you know, we're always changing minute by minute, second by second. All we have is really this present moment. And, um, we, there's just fluid forward movement all the time. So it's, it's about combating this kind of, um, I, I kind of, I have a visual in my brain of like, you know, bumping your head up against the wall because you don't want to change or pushing the square peg in the round hole, but we don't have a choice anymore, right? Like this is change. It's happened. And um, telling that hardwiring that doesn't like change to say, hey, guess what? Change is good, right? Because change is good. A lot of times, a lot, very often with change comes a lot of positivity. So um, maybe embracing it and just for the moment being able to kind of attach to that instead of being so attached to the, the freak out thing that happens with change. Um, but knowing that we're perfectly wired to manage anything that comes our way, that we have all these tools and all these skills inside of us to, you know, get through whatever we, we are are being presented today. We can do this. We really can. And we can do it as a collective. And that's the cool part because everybody on our planet is experiencing this in some way, shape, or form. And that, to me, is mind-blowing if you really sit with that and just think about that. That, like, nobody's in this alone, right? We're all doing it together. And, um, you know, that being said, one of the things that we're perfectly wired for getting out of change is, um, 
a fight or flight system that's, you know, built in. It's our limbic system. Um, I'd love for you to even chime in and explain how that works, right? So I'll tell you where I'm going with it. Maybe you can jump in and just give a little bit of information. And then that you can, because when I learned how the limbic system worked and how fight or flight worked, knowledge is power. And when you have anxiety and you are in a fear cycle about whatever it is, knowledge is power, right? It makes the fear, it makes the anxiety feel better when you have knowledge. So you can, you can say, Black and white, this is true versus this thing that's happening that is just a spin and it's not true. So um, once I learned how it worked, I went, oh, now it's, you know, kind of old and stupid. I can actually navigate this thing pretty easily. All I've got to do is do a few deep breaths and X, Y, and Z, and I'll teach those tools. So could you just chime in really quickly and talk about how the limbic system works, Melissa? Yeah. So, um, you know, and I'm, I'm going to speak from my knowledge base of it, which may not be the most scientific, but there are two pieces of the brain that operate so much when um, with, with mental health and with people with anxiety and all of us dealing with life. So the, the main ones are your prefrontal cortex and then the amygdala. So if you think about maybe the thinking part of the brain and the reptilian part of the brain, the um, the deepest seated part of the brain. Mm -hmm. And so when you are in a heightened, and I kind of take emotions and they're in the middle, right? And the emotions go the way of whatever is pulling the, the strings, pulling the control. So if you're in a state of fear and anxiety, it's getting pulled to kind of your, your amygdala, your, your front, your thinking brain is offline. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, people say that if you if you put your hand in the shape of a of a fist with your fingers over your thumb, and mm -hmm. you say it kind of looks like the shape of a brain. Yeah, with with your thumb like them over your thumb, so that your your thumb is the amygdala, the front part is the prefrontal cortex. Well, right. so when people say that you get emotionally triggered, you you're, you flip your lid. It, so your prefrontal cortex, your thinking brain goes offline and you're just operating from that primal part of the brain, which yeah. means you're not thinking anymore. You're just operating. You're just right. on automatic pilot, what you do. And so if what you do is um, spin, if what you do is panic or cry or whatever, that's you're just operating from there. You're not thinking. So when you were talking yeah. about having answers and logic, that's the thinking part of the brain. That's when you feel more in control and when mm -hmm. you're calmer. And so you're engaging the part of your brain that is capable of making change, yeah. but it can go offline if you don't nurture and create habits of how to, to control the, the, the premise. So all of that to say. Totally. Yes. And so I want to chime in. Yeah. And, and so guess what? Brain is offline, right? Mm -hmm. How do you get back online? Exactly. Now that is so simple. It's so simple, and that's what we're going to teach you today, right? We want to show you, the, the all the listeners, I hope the world learns this now. Maybe this is another blessing that when we become mindful and when we become, you know, accepting of the circumstance, right, and lean in, then we can get to a place where we can use a tool and then become centered 
and calm. Which brings our brain back online. So we can start thinking again. Exactly. So imagine there is a, you are, you're in a hurricane. Okay. This is how we're bringing, how our feelings are. Our brain is going. And, um, oh, there's Meatball. You can invite Meatball to join us. Come on, Meatball. Come join us at the top. Hmm. Um, it's interesting because now there's more kids outside walking around, right? So now we've got more puppy, puppy barking happening, nice. usually during the day. It's so quieter on the neighborhood. But anyway, so, and that's a great thing too. The kids are all out. So anyways, the hurricane is happening in the eye of the storm. And if you look inside of a hurricane, it's perfectly calm, cool, and collective. It's the perfect day. The sun is shining. You've even seen pictures of like birds flying around in there, but it's super easy. Like this, if you were to think of yourself standing inside of that hurricane and you were to just dip an arm or a finger, not even, a, you know, even a fingernail out, you could very easily get whipped up in that. Right. And so getting back to that center point is challenging, but if you, if you throw the whole body into it, right? So just, okay, sometimes the, the finger goes out, the arm goes out. Well, guess what? Let's use this tool to help pull us back in so that we don't get completely offline, right? We don't get completely pulled out of our center. Um, and many of us have been completely pulled off center. And so, all right, let's get some breathing exercises on board. And I think we've been inundated lately with so much information, so many... What should you be doing? How should you be doing? You know, so many things, people, places telling us what we need to be doing, whether it's for health or mindfulness or, you know, how to grocery shop, how to go to the bathroom, how to, you know, all our simplest little things, right? So have, have gotten shifted. So let's just keep all of what we're doing today simple. And I think this is the place that I implement the soda because it's a great tool to help us get back online. Now, depending upon how far offline you are, you might need to not do soda, but you might need to take three deep breaths before you even are able to hear these words. So I'll teach you the breathing because in this exercise for for soda, we are going to do three deep breaths. Um, And so yoga breathing is more through the nose. So there's a lot of different ways to breathe and I want to break it down. So the reason we're going to breathe in and out of our nose today is there's a message that goes and gets sent to the nervous system that it's okay to relax. And that's what we want to do, right? Relax the arm down out of the hurricane, help get the brain online, back online on track. So, um, in order to do so, you got, you, we have to be able to take some long intentional, deep breaths and start speaking to that place that's pulling us offline. So how you do it is wherever you are, whether you're standing or you're sitting or you're running or what, it doesn't matter. Um, there's no, there is no good, better and best with this one. There's just do the, just do it. <laughs> just do it. You will, um, if you're you know doing something that you have to keep your eyes open for, keep them open. But if you can close your eyes, that's great. That would be the best case scenario. And if you're seated, Grounding your feet down to the ground, feet or hips width distance apart, spine is nice and straight. Or if you're in the kitchen and like there's so many crazy things going on in your house, whatever it is, just close your eyes, open your eyes, and then begin to take an inhale through your nose for four seconds, 
pause in between the inhale for four seconds and then exhale for four seconds. So if you want to try that with us tr listeners or Melissa, you would, if you want to be my, um, my great example today. So absolutely count you through a beautiful breathing exercise. I'm ready. So, all right. You're going to breathe in now for one, two, three, four, pause and hold the breathing. Exhale four, three, two, one, hold the exhale. And we'll do that one more time. Inhale very slowly and deeply through the nose until you're all the way full. And once you're full and you can't take in any more air, pause and hold that. And then just slowly begin to exhale and lengthen your breathing till you're completely empty, really reaching and stretching for the next breath here. And just pause when you're completely empty. Good. So that's, that's the basics of, you know, how do you feel after that, Melissa? It, I feel good, like calmer, and you can really almost feel the, it's almost like stretching of your whole body, letting it come in, and then holding it, and then releasing it. Um, your body wants to release it all out. So I can see how yeah. relaxing that way. Like one, you're focusing on your breathing and you can stop focusing on your stress and you can release mm -hmm. your stress, kind of breathe out the stress, breathe in, you know, the whole leaning in possibility. So I like it. It's a, yeah, it's, it's good. It's just so simple. And you know what? Whoever you're around, you know, whoever the person, the people around you are in your home environment, that will roll off on them too, you know, create, I've noticed my daughter's been doing more intentional breathing because I've been stop, drop and, and breathe, you know, like that's been my, yes. that's been yeah. my mantra, but me, and also saying soda a lot. So the, the tool, once you get kind of calm, if you can, um, eventually when you're out of the fight or flight or you're out of the spin, you can just, you know, the word soda will pop in your brain. It's a tool. You got to practice it. And then all of a sudden it's just like in your toolbox. So the word is soda, S-O-D-A, just like the, the drink, and it's an acronym um, for stop, observe, detach, and awaken. And so what you do is here you are, you're on an anxiety spin, or you're mad at somebody, you're frustrated with the situation, maybe you're, you know, I'm I, I'm trying to stretch for an example here, but it works really well too when you're frustrated with other people. Like this is one that works great when somebody's either, you know, just, just done something that gets you rubbed the wrong way. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the, the example I'm thinking of is you just got off the phone with the facility. You can't visit yeah. mom and they're like, well, we're going to have to call you back. And it's the second time you called today, right? <laughs> it exactly. And that's, that's kind of the example I was going like thinking of in my brain. I just wasn't sure how to articulate it. And yeah, it's that it's like, oh, your husband says, I'm going to run to the grocery store right now, but you're not comfortable with that anymore. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And you know, then you start going on an anxiety loop of like, okay, now I've got to tell my husband, no, he can't go to the grocery store. No, 
maybe if he goes to the grocery store, he'll be okay, but maybe he won't. And then our house might be, you know, all the Mm -hmm. things that kind of happen. Yes. So, um, you're not going to be able to have a good conversation coming from that place. So the bottom line is, is when you arrive at these kind of situations that we're going to come up against, no matter what is going on, we can say soda, you know, and I'm very like, I use, I'm like Italian. I use my hands too. I, I clap my hands and soda. I snap my fingers. You don't have to do that. And you can just say it in your brain, but it is more powerful to verbalize it and get it out of your head. Cause right now, for, remember you're offline in your head. Mm-hmm. So you're saying soda. Then the first thing you want to do is immediately stop and take those three deep breaths that we just talked about. And then after you've come out of the breathing, like you just did, and you're feeling more calm and a little bit more centered, doesn't mean you're not still frustrated and angry and X, Y, and Z, you know, worried, but you're not so emotionally charged for that, just that little moment. And then you can take a second to observe yourself. You know, how, how is this, you know, how am I reacting? Don't get stuck there too long either. Right. Where, and, then, and, and do that with non-judgmental curiosity. Don't start beating yourself up, right? This is exactly. this is just exactly acknowledge where you are and accept this is it. A, yeah. Yes. Acknowledge and accept a quick observation. And then mm-hmm. so then immediately get off yourself and observe the other person or the mm-hmm. other thing. You know, what mm-hmm. what is the perspective that they're dealing with? The facility is probably getting a million phone calls. And you know, have empathy and compassion that you are in line right now. This mm-hmm. is where we're all at, whether we're at the grocery store, whether we're at the hospital, whether we're at a facility, whether whatever it is, you know, we're all in a waiting line right now. And Absolutely. so there's your knowledge where you can be accepting of this. is This is cool. Okay. I mean, people stand in lines at Disney World for hours to go on a ride, right? And they're cool with that. And it's a place where you can say, huh. It's not all about me. It's not personal. How many times do we personalize things? Oh, my gosh, right? Like, get over that because this is not personal. It's a personal attack on humanity, but maybe we needed a shift and a wake-up call. Mm -hmm. And I say that maybe very loosely because I do believe that this is going to shift our, our whole human race in a different way. And in positive uh, yeah, our, way. our global consciousness is shifting yeah, for sure. It is. It is. So we've arrived, we stopped, we observed Melissa and I went off on one of our tangents because that's what we do. Cause we're awesome that way. And now we detach. So stop, do your breaths, observe yourself in the other person or situation. And then you have to detach. So emotionally step back from the situation. And sometimes you need to take more deep breaths around that and um, awaken, awaken to the very best version of who you are, and then proceed with compassion. Yeah. And I think compassion is a really loosely word, used word, but like deeply operate from the place of compassion and empathy right now. Mm-hmm. And not to a fault, right? This is not running into the burning house, like you say, setting yourself on fire to save somebody. Right. This is just, again, having compassion and proceeding with compassion for yourself, empathy for yourself, and then the, the situation. Yeah. So yeah. It's so simple, the, and it's so beautiful. 
Oh, thank you. Well, you know, interestingly enough, this takes work to actually get to this point. But what I'm, I'll say is I'll give you like the future of if you choose to use this tool and start implementing it on a regular basis, all the time, all day long, as much as you possibly can, whenever you can, okay, then it will become a, a, you know, a subconscious mechanism that you have. It's a coping mechanism. Like, mm-hmm. I love that this is a coping mechanism that I have now where it's not a negative coping mechanism. And Right. It's I, not like uh, stress eating or other things. It's like yes. a really healthy coping mechanism. So coping mechanisms aren't inherently unproductive. They're coping yeah. mechanisms. So creating coping mechanisms, which we all need right now, we all need something that helps us that maybe are more productive in your life. Yeah. Well, and so eventually in the future, that's a yoga term eventually in the future, right? So there's no, you don't have a buzzer beater telling you, you need to do this by a certain time. Eventually in the future, if you choose to use this tool and work on it and write in a regular daily basis, right? Then you just have to say the word soda and you're done. Yeah. It's like, you know, what is that called when you've conditioned? You'll condition yourself. Yeah, it's the Pavlov's response, right? Pavlov's response. Thank you. That's what I was thinking of. And it was interesting because, as you know, I had a disruption before our original call time. And I was like, and I I said the word. I just had soda. I didn't even have time to stop, observe, detach, and awaken. I just had time to say the word. And I'm like, get off the crazy train. Mm Mm-hmm. And that, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, I love that. It's like, you know, we are coming not as like from a place of, of we've got it all figured out. What we've got figured out are the tools that help us get to a place of feeling more grounded when you experience the hurricane. You know, we all experience the hurricane. We all have moments where, where, where our lid is flipped and life is very disruptive and, disrupted and we don't and we feel like batshit crazy okay mom if you're watching this i'm sorry (laughs) right oh i love that you said that because i i love that batshit crazy sorry i just do it's just so funny to me because it's so true (laughs) it is it's like we all feel like that we all have moments where we're off and it's the ability not to avoid that but to come back to the, the the powerful place of centeredness. And that's mm-hmm. what I know that's what why we're here together is what we want for everyone else is not to live perfect lives, you know. It's to have an like have that freedom to feel centered in mm-hmm. the middle of chaos. To have yeah. those Yeah, absolutely. And and I I really like what's popped up for me in my journaling lately is um calm this words calm centered creative you know and like we're all going to be asked to be extra creative right now and a lot of times we think to ourselves i teach this course called creative insight journey as you know you've done it yes um and so i never really realized that the word creativity didn't mean like art and picasso and all things like that until i really got into this and like creativity is so it's such a like deep well of information and we're all going to have to be creative in our schedules and our way of life, how we go to the bathroom, how we open a door handle, you know, seriously go to the bathroom without, I mean, even buying 
um, paper towels. That's the what I'm worried about running out of, and I had to get creative with that. It's we are creating. That's creative. We are creating our new normal, our new lives, yes, our new change, and we are we're humans and we create, and so we need to embrace well, this. And don't you think? I know for me, and I know this is also factual knowledge with a lot of research behind it, that when we humans feel like we have power, that is so, that that speaks to that anxiety spin loop too, right? And so hopefully us telling you this is like, you actually have the power. You have the power to, to be creative. You have the power to take some deep breaths and not get swept away. You have the power to come back to be to, you know, to being calm and all of the things you are powerful. We are all powerful beings, perfectly, imperfectly wired to manage all of this. Yeah. So we can be calm and empowered and creative and that, that beautifully, beautifully sums it up. And so thank you, Melissa, Mel, thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome, Melissa. for taking us on this journey today and just taking time, um, you know, to share with us because I know we are all in a moment of stress and we really appreciate, uh, you know, you and I appreciate you. So thank you so much for that today. And I look forward to us coming back together in the episodes ahead. Oh my gosh. Well, thanks so much for having me. I hope I was helpful. And I absolutely I look forward to the future.